Hello and welcome to the third episode of the Jabber and Jawas podcast. Let's start off with the Kessel Rundown, which I'll try to deliver in less than 12 parsecs. We'll start off with two news segments, Who Are You and Yoda's Yes or No. Then we'll do some What the Mustafar and finish with Star Wars Sports. Pour yourself a glass of blue milk, sit back, and enjoy. Welcome to the third installment of the Jabber and Jawas podcast. Today I'm actually down a co-host, Kevin went on vacation, and he's replaced by our producer Ben. Ben, are you there? Hello there. Excellent, excellent. We're glad to have you on today with us. So we're going to start off today with a new segment called Who Are You? This segment was inspired by our guest Dan last week um, when he quoted Dr. Evazin from episode 4. So what we're going to do in this segment is we're going to talk about a couple characters that you've probably seen, but you might not know their name. Yeah, so just in kind of giving a nod to even Dan last week, uh, the first character that I'm going to talk about is Dr. Evison's buddy, Pondababa. Now, if any of you are big Family Guy fans, and Family Guy, he's known as Pig Nose. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Pondababa, as Wikipedia says, he's an aqualish thug. Um, so that's kind of his, you know, um, what's the word I'm looking for here? That's his origins. Um, and then, so you see him in a new hope, uh, in the cantina, but then actually him and his buddy, Dr. Evison were, uh, a little bit of an Easter egg in uh, rogue one too. They ran into Jyn Erso and the, the rest of the band of rebels. So that's, yeah. that's my first two are. Yeah. Th- that was really fun when they showed up. I remember sitting in the crowd and everyone kind of just like yeah. gasped like, yeah. Oh, we know those guys. So right. yeah, you know him, but you might not have known his name. My first one is the want to buy some death sticks guy. <laughs> you want to buy some death sticks? So his name is Elan Selbagano. Sel Sabagno. Sel Sabagno. Sorry, that's a little <laughs> bit of a mouthful. Um, and a fun fact about him, when Obi-Wan told him to go home and rethink his life, he actually did. He went home what? and got off drugs and stopped dealing death sticks for a little while. <laughs> Um, if you can believe that. But then, of course, he relapsed and went back into it after a time. Um, another interesting thing that he did is he gave Boba Fett a saber dart, which he tried to use to assassinate Mace Windu. Um, as we know, Mace Windu killed Jango Fett, and so he tried to get revenge after that. Um, so, yeah, Elan Sel Sabagno helped out with that a little bit, even though it failed, obviously. Wow, that's wild. That's wild. All right, moving Again, kind of in the in the prequels here, my second character is named Mas Ameta. While obviously that name isn't very familiar, um, if this is the blue speaker of the Senate. So in episodes, you see him probably mostly in episodes one and three, kind of alongside uh, Chancellor Valorum in episode one, and then Chancellor Palpatine in episode three. But he's the big kind of blue, kind of creepy looking dude, actually, that... Um, that you see alongside the chancellor for those those episodes. Yeah, he is creepy. He looks like he could be like a bodyguard or something right? too. With the he's big like horns a, coming out of his head. He's a big dude. Yeah, yeah. So he's he's a Chagrian. Um, that's about it, though. Like I said, he's the speaker of the Senate. And 
He's the Chigurian. That's what we know about him. Not much history. And what's that name on that again? Mas Ameta. Mas Ameta. Very nice. Very nice. Um, uh, the next one we have for you is the pod, the other pod racer who didn't start on the Bunta Eve race on Tatooine. So the uh, the announcer for the pod race actually says his name one time. It's Ben Quadineros. Um and so Quadineros was a rookie pilot during Bunta Eve. That was his first race. And then even though he sucked, like he didn't get past the <laughs> starting line, um, he actually continued to pod race for a while and became Sebulba's greatest rival. No so way. Sebulba survived the race, and um, he went on to race this Quadineros guy. Oh. So I always thought he was like a funny-looking character when he like <laughs> slams his controls. Yeah, because he's probably got the little mini droids that – is that him? Where he gets it gets sucked up? Yeah, the little droid that gets sucked uh, up. Is that him? I'm not 100 percent sure. Okay. I just remember that his pod didn't start. And he's okay. like the green looking alien. Yep. Okay. All right. So moving into my third and final, uh, who are you? I know Eric's third one kind of is from this uh, era too, but my third character's name is Bib Fortuna. And while again that name doesn't sound familiar, this is the the white guy from Jabba's palace with the weird kind of tail thing coming off his head that wraps around his neck. Um, he's one of, uh, one of Jabba's guards, I guess, kind of somebody that leads him into He's kind of like his first in command. Yeah, right. Or second in command. people into Jabba's chamber. So he is a Twi'lek, according to Wikipedia. Um, Ryloth is his home planet, and kind of the main thing that he's known for is is when Luke, Luke Skywalker breaks into Jabba's palace, Luke mind-tricks him, and then gets into Jabba. So that's his main legacy of the Star Wars trilogy. So that's Bib Fortuna yeah, for you. He's, he's no Watto. No. Those, those mind-tricks are going to get right, right to him. <laughs> um, so we have another Jaw, uh, Jabba the Hutt character here, and um, this one is going to be his little jester. Um, so if you don't know who he is, this soundbite um, should identify him for you. His name is Salacious B. Crumb, and he is a species known as the Kowakian Monkey Lizard. So, yeah, half monkey, half lizard. And then his story is um, he stowed away on Jabba's ship, and when they found him on the ship, Jabba made a deal with them, and he said, if you can amuse me once per day, um, you can eat, eat and drink as much as you want in my palace, but if you fail to amuse me, Jabba will kill you. That's wild. Yeah, so his life was literally on the line um, every day, and that little laugh is what saved him. How does that? How is that laugh the thing that saves him? That, Appar- apparently, Jabba thought it was hilarious. To me, that seems like the thing that would spell your doom, man. If yeah. you hear that laugh, that's just like, oh, turn it off. Everybody else in the world thinks he's just the most annoying guy <laughs> ever, but I guess Jabba really liked it. So. Man, alive. So now we're going to move into a new segment that we're going to call Yoda's Yes or No. So the basic premises of this segment is just going to be we're going to come up with a yes or no question. We're going to give our answer, and we're just going to discuss amongst between us. So for my first ever Yoda's Yes or No, I actually saw this on a Twitter poll a little while back, so I can't take full credit for this, but my discussion question here is... If Anakin would have been made a Jedi Master, would that have changed anything? I I personally would say no as my answer. I think it would delay the inevitable. 
Okay. What, what do you think? Okay, because that's, that's kind of the way that I took it, too. Because um, when I first thought of this, like, my first initial gut reaction was, like, no. Because his wife was still going to die in childbirth. So the only thing... I mean, the Jedi not making him a master just turned him away from the Jedi, right? Like, he got angry with them, so he looked for his source of information from someplace else. Sure. But had they granted him a master... Um, you know, even if he looks to Yoda for that type of information, then, like, that's, bringing people to life isn't something that Jedi can do, and keeping people living isn't something that Jedi would do, so in the quick, end... Quick side note, you'd think that that would be, like, a Jedi's power, you'd think right. that, like, the light side would be about preservation of life and not the dark, but right. um, that's kind of a completely different issue, but I yeah. wonder why the Jedi weren't exploring that. Yeah, that is a complete, yeah, yeah, that's a good point, and I can't imagine, that doesn't seem right to me, you would think it would be reversed, but... I, I agree with you, though. Like, Anakin, his whole life had been, like, a renegade. You right. know, he'd never been completely satisfied with the Jedi Council, and they always kind of made decisions that he would um, go against a little bit. Right. So he right. always kind of um, did his own thing. Yeah. Regardless of orders. Right, right. I mean, the only the only reason why I could maybe see somebody saying yes... Is, I mean, if you think about it, so when Padme actually kind of starts the whole dying process, like, the main cause was that she had lost the will to live, right? Because mm -hmm. Anakin had gone on, betrayed her, so maybe somebody could make the argument that had he not turned to the dark side, which could have maybe stemmed from him being Grand Master. It's like a, it's like a chicken or the egg. Thing. Right, yeah, right, exactly. Like yeah, it, it's a long kind of, where where do you start, but... Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't think it changes anything, but that's just my my thought. I, I think Anakin's fall is a really interesting thing just because um, it highlights that the Jedi Council isn't necessarily perfect either. Right. Um, he has some, like, legitimate um, issues with the Council, and I think it's just really interesting because those those issues are there regardless of whether he's made a master or not, and he sees some of those flaws too, I think. Right, right. So, yeah, I think end of the day, yes, he becomes Darth Vader regardless. Yeah. And that's your that's your consensus as well? Yeah, that's my consensus. So Excellent. Yep. Um, my Yoda's yes or no. I'm going to try to deliver it in the most Yoda-like way possible. <laughs> so a member of a Star Wars family is Rey? What do you think? Oh, Okay, so if we're going to translate it into English, is Ray a member of a Star Wars family? Hold on. <laughs> I tried. Um, all right, so let's see. Um, boy, I feel like I have to say yes, just because Star Wars is such like a, a family story. Um, but I'm not going to lie. I almost kind of hope that she's not. I kind of hope that she's her own like kind of side character that doesn't necessarily have any family in the movies already, but... My gut tells me yes. And now, that being said, I don't think that she's a Kenobi, even though that might be kind of the popular opinion. I don't know how that... I mean, the only way that that would happen would be if she was Obi-Wan's granddaughter, right? Like, there's no way that that would be Obi-Wan's I would think so. She would have to be quite daughter. a bit older, I think, to be... Right, right. So... Daughter. I don't think she's a Kenobi, but if she was a member of a family, my honest guess would be that she would be a a solo, you know, Leia's kid that maybe could be a little bit younger than Kylo, and that maybe they dropped off at Jakku when they realized that Kylo was going to be 
kind of the evil person that he was to protect Ray. But See, that's... here's here's my thing about uh, being Han and Leia's kid. Um, Leia is supposed to be force sensitive, right? And they haven't really explored that much yet um, in the canon. But I think that um, her force pedigree, I guess, like where she comes from and how strong her family is in the force, she should be at least adept enough to recognize that she's in the presence of her daughter. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Um, and I guess you could see like, well, Darth Vader didn't realize that Luke was his son right away sure. either. You know, he kind of felt it, but also Darth Vader never met Luke because he was born. Luke was born away from Vader. Right. But Leia right. being the mother for sure, you know, you can't birth Ray and not <laughs> have ever seen her, you know? So I think she should be able to feel that in the force. Right. And I mean, the only thing I could even think of to even like counter that is maybe they were doing that to protect her kind of like, because if you are going to say that Leia, that Ray is Leia's kid, what would be the reasoning behind dropping her off at Jakku? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if you're going to say, yeah, there's, like I said, I would, I'm going to guess yes, and I mean, we'll probably figure this out in episodes eight and nine when they come out, mm-hmm. and my hunch is going to be that yes, she is, but it, they have some kind of big gaps to fill if you are going to decide that she is I'm excited to see how they do it, too, because, you know, she's waiting for people on Jakku, um, and those visions she has right. are pretty interesting. Um so yeah, it'll be fun to see where they take it. But so your Yoda's yes or no? Yes or no on Ray? Boy, like I said, my gut says yes, so I'm gonna have to say yes. Um, I think yes as well, but I hope no. I yep. agree with you. I hope I'm she's a, her own person. But I'm in the same boat. Yeah, I'm gonna go Yoda's yes or no. I'm gonna say yes, but hope no. Yep. And it's that time again for a word from our sponsors. Are you a thrill seeker? Are you a competitive person? Do you like to race at high speeds through a dangerous course littered with treacherous obstacles while sand people are shooting at you? If so, then the KT9 Wasp Pod Racer may be for you. Manufactured by Voltec, the KT9 Wasp features a single pilot cockpit and twin turbine engines capable of leaving other racers in the dust. I can tell you as a KT9 Wasp owner myself, I couldn't be happier. It's comfortable and has an easy-to-use piloting system that allows me to keep my focus on the track. For a limited time, enter the code It's Working on the Voltec website for a special discount, courtesy of your boys, the Jabber and Jawas. Yeah! It is now that time for What the Mustafar. Go to the Mustafar system. Um, my first What the Mustafar. It's only our third episode and Kevin's already bailed on us. What the Mustafar, Kevin? <laughs> Jeez, I mean, to be fair, it only took me one episode, and I had to bail, and then I was, and now I'm back. But we need some more dedication. Yeah, That's all do. I'm saying. We need some more dedica- <laughs> dedication. What the Mustafar? Um, so my next one, um, what the Mustafar? Uh, the internet meme on YouTube where it's a lightsaber duel, but every time their lightsabers clash, there's a random sound effect that's inserted. <laughs> like, it'll be Anakin fighting Obi-Wan, and every time their sabers clash, you'll hear Obi-Wan yelling, High ground! High ground! High ground! <laughs> high ground! 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 High ground
I mean, it's hilarious, but what the Mustafar guys? Who thought Who thought of this? I saw one of those on Twitter the other day where it, it was, it was uh, Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan fighting Darth Maul, and the sound effect was Owen Wilson saying, wow. <laughs> there's, there's actually so many of them. Yeah. It is all over the place, and they're gold. So, yeah, they are gold. Um, yeah, if you guys have time, you should definitely go check them out because you'll get a laugh, but it's just like, how do you think, how do you think of this stuff? <laughs> All right, so my Mustafar, my What the Mustafar is actually calling out kind of all three of us actually for our movie ranking order in our first episode. I knew this was coming. So if I remember right, Eric had his episode, his ranking was The Phantom Menace third, Return of the Jedi second, and then Revenge of the Sith first, which I agree with. Number three was my favorite. But Kevin then had, what, The Force Awakens, that, or no, no, he had. Return of the Jedi, Force Awakens. I can't remember what order they were; t- those two were in. But then his number one was The Phantom Menace. So, what the Mustafar? How does Kevin have The Phantom Menace as his number one favorite Star Wars movie? Now, the only thing I'll say is for you, I kind of understand it. Like, you had said The Phantom Menace was... The first one you saw, which in my case it was too. Yeah. Okay. I remember. I remember being at my grandma's house. I popped in the Phantom Menace. I had this like, this big flashlight that was like, you know, it's like a foot long flashlight. And I remember turning the light on, pretending it was a lightsaber, swinging it around, during the duel of the fates, jumping on the bed. You know, that's a memory that I'll have of Star Wars forever. Like sure. Phantom Menace. I gotta put it in there for that. Okay. All right. See, like for you, I get that, but. And I guess Kevin's favorite character was Darth Maul and Qui-Gon, so I mean, whatever. But, man, I just don't understand how two Star Wars fans can have the Phantom Menace in their top three. That's just insane to me. Because, um, I mean, if we were to do, like, power rankings of the worst three, for the same reason that you just said, the Phantom Menace wouldn't be my worst favorite movie. Because that was the first one I saw. Like, I can't put it last. But it, it would have to be pretty close, like, to the worst one. But... Anyway, that was my what the Mustafar. But then I'm actually I would say I would say valid. But I'm also gonna call out my yeah yeah. I'm also gonna call out myself too because as Eric mentioned in last week's episode, Rogue One is now on Netflix, and so during this past week, I went back and watched Rogue One, and I don't know how I did not have that in my top three. Like that might be. That's got to be at least my second favorite Star Wars movie. Rogue One was absolutely phenomenal. I'm, I'm going to be honest. Rogue One starts really slow. Yeah. It ends really, really well. But the first, like, the first 45 minutes, hour of that movie are just, like, honestly, I think brutal. You don't really know what's going on. Um, you don't, you can't see where it's going. Um, I remember, I, I, knew, I knew going into the movie that it was going to be about getting the Death Star plans, but I remember sitting there thinking, like, I don't know, when is the action coming? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I will give you that. I do remember even thinking that the first time I saw it, too, that, you know, the first 15 minutes are a little bit slow, but... Totally man. redeems itself at the end. Oh, my goodness. Totally oh, my goodness. Like, K2SO might be one of my favorite characters in any movie, let alone a Star Wars movie. Like, that, that guy's hilarious. And then on top of that, like, Darth Vader slash Anakin Skywalker is my favorite character in the Star Wars movies. So then seeing him, like, this might be a hot take too, but my favorite scene in all of Star Wars now is at the end of Rogue One, where the Rebels are scrambling, dark hallway, you hear the breathing, and then all of a sudden, just 
bang, there's the lightsaber, and the hallway just lights up red. That might be my favorite scene in so all of Star there's Wars. There's actually another really good YouTube video out there right now that's um, that scene of Darth Vader slicing up the Rebels. But they say um, if Rogue One was Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, oh, no and they way. play it to that intro music, definitely <laughs> take the time to look that up because that is... That is really good entertainment. Yeah, I remember you showed me that a few weeks back. That is that is gold. But yeah, anyway, that was my what the Mustafar. I don't understand how Star Wars fans have Phantom Menace so high, and I'm mad at myself for not putting Rogue One in my top three. What the Mustafar, guys? As you can probably tell by that last little sound clip, now we're going to transition to our first ever installment of Star Wars Sports, where we take different characters and assign them various roles on different sports teams. So for the first installment of Star Wars Sports, we're going to cover baseball. So we just picked a couple of characters. For, we didn't fill a whole baseball team, but we just got a few spots. So for me, um, my leadoff hitter on my baseball team has got to be Yoda. After seeing Yoda have a couple lightsaber duels in two and three like seeing that dude hop around the way that he does how can you not have imagine him? the basis he would steal oh man because yeah. even if he's thrown out he could just hop over the tag and he'd be there yeah that's um, great so then my second hitter would have to be darth maul just because he has the capability of switch hitting with the <laughs> double-sided lightsaber um that's big and a two hole for a baseball team and then my three-hole hitter would be Kylo Ren. After seeing him slice up that first order command center the way that, the way that he did, after saying, after some guy says he was accompanied by a girl, and then Kylo just bang, 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 bang. So he would be what a girl. Yeah, yeah, he would be a nasty three hitter. Um, so then those are my hitters, and then as far as pitching goes, I'm actually gonna stick Vader on the mound. Um, seeing him in Episode Six, I think it is, he just hurls his lightsaber kind of sidearm at Luke. Yes. So just having Vader out there on the mound, just kind of hucking these sidearm fastballs, man, I think he'd be a pretty nasty pitcher. I love it. Um, I also have Yoda at leadoff because, you know, for all the reasons we just said, he's going to steal a bag. He's going to jump over some tags. Um, I have Obi-Wan in the two slot because he can do a little bit of everything. You yeah. know? He's, he's the negotiator, but he's <laughs> also a good fighter and he's a good force user. So I think that's going to translate to the diamond. Uh, three hitter, gotta go Vader. You know, it's all about him. He's gonna be, he's gonna be your best guy. And then for any of you that have seen the uh, the video of him on social media hitting a hitting a home run off a stormtrooper pitcher, <laughs> and it goes into outer space and explodes the Death Star. After watching that, you gotta have Vader in your lineup. And then just seeing him drop the bat in disbelief, <laughs> like, oh, what yeah. have I done? Yes. No. Um, my four holes, Darth Bane. Uh, for any of you that know him, he is enormous just a huge guy and a whole lot of rage built up so you know he's gonna drive in some runs um and then my five hitter would be chewbacca because he's probably gonna strike out but there's probably a lot of dingers in that bat too <laughs> chewbacca's um, gotta be the star wars version of aaron judge out there in right field man <laughs> oh i could definitely see it um and then my pitcher is palpatine uh the scene in episode three where he's throwing the senate chairs all over the room <laughs> when he's fighting yoda that's the guy that I think I want on the mound. <laughs> For sure. It's over, Anakin! 
Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode. If you somehow made it through this whole episode without knowing where to find us, our episodes are on SoundCloud and iTunes. Agree with us? Disagree with us? Have a topic you want us to cover? Send us an email at jabberandjawas at gmail.com or tweet us at jabberandjawas. We'd love to hear from you. We're looking forward to having Kevin back next week, so we'll see you then. Thanks again for listening, and may the Force be with you.